and welcome to another boundaryful episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> I made up a new word, and my name is Catherine Michael. <laughs> I have lost over 100 pounds, kept it off for over five years. I am a Tiny Habits certified coach. I am a Thrive Global certified coach. Yeah. I am full of, so full of boundaries. And it full might, of the beans, And full too. of the beans. <laughs> so many annoying boundaries. Brought to you today with me is <laughs> Donald Weigel. I thought you were going to announce a sponsor I didn't know about. No, brought I was to you gonna... today by Beans. Beans. <laughs> I'm full the of musical fruit. <laughs> oh, please, no, no, no. I uh, set I set a boundary in recording this part of this episode. And you got kind of annoyed with it. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I am happy with my boundaries and you get to deal with them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. You clearly listened to last week's episode. And also, before we get too far away, I'm Donald Weidel. Hi. I'm also one of the hosts of this show. And uh, I have been put in my place with respecting Catherine's boundaries. And uh, I have lost about 100 pounds and I've kept it off for, uh, I don't know, five and a half years now. Good and job. Uh, yeah, we're here to talk about it. One of the crucial uh, parts of that is to establish boundaries in our life. And, you know, we did uh, an episode that ended up being um, uh, pretty long. Uh, let me, I'll just say it, pretty long. How could we reframe that? It was informative and lengthy. Yeah, it, it, informative and lengthy. I like that. And so we broke it into two episodes. And so if you haven't w listened to last week's episode... <laughs> What? No, just say what? it. I was just going to say it was like we made – it was a very big episode and we like put the second half in a doggy bag to bring home. And so now you're getting the doggy bag episode. <laughs> the doggy bag episode of the Do you know the they show? don't call leftovers doggy bag? Like – Yeah, I don't know. In I other don't, countries? No. I don't know what they call them. But I just imagine being like, well, so here are you the know, leftovers. So you know they're not doggy bags, but you don't know what they are. But it's like it's not actually a doggy bag because it's not like you're getting the leftovers of the things. You're getting a new, whole new portion, yeah. a whole new part that you didn't even experience. That's such a better – So let's such reframe a, a it. better framing. Yes. We uh, we talked about boundaries last week and uh, we gave so much information that we thought we should uh, actually break it into second two course. episodes. Yeah. Second so course. There we this go. This is the second part of that um, and uh, – you can go back, you should go back and listen to the first part. We talked about um, why boundaries relate to health and fitness and the fact that, um, you know, we just sort of want this paint by numbers, um, perfect diet plan. We want somebody to tell us exactly what to eat and when, but we don't talk enough about whether, uh, about things like boundaries, which are really crucial to achieving a health and fitness goal and really a, a healthy and fit lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought I just needed the recipe and the right motivation, but it turns out so much of why I was eating was because I didn't share what my needs were with other people. And I, it built resentment and it built a really healthy appetite for food and self-destruction. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we, we had, I've, I came across these two articles about um, setting boundaries and how to do it. And uh, we um, uh, split them now into two episodes and uh, went through a lot of the steps in the article and uh, made them, you know, our own. 
Yeah. As we like to do. Exactly. So uh, we are going to pick up right where we left off from last week. Again, go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't yet, and then pick up right here. And uh, we really hope you enjoy this and get a lot out of it. Because again, boundaries have made so much of a difference in our lives. We did not even know we needed them. And uh, so we think you need them because we know how much we needed them. So Yes, indeed. Yep, so here you go. Please enjoy. Please enjoy. Please. Indeed. Please enjoy. And then step three uh, from the article is to name your limits. And the author says, knowing what a person needs or wants physically and emotionally can help set the appropriate boundaries to accomplish them. Right. So with my brother, again, that like, oh, hey, I'm coming into town. That is the perfect time for me next time to say, that's great. Knowing that my time is important to me, I can say I'm available on Monday or Tuesday after 5 p.m. If that, those times don't work for you, we'll just have to see each other another time. I cannot tell you how much that improved my stress levels, my boundaries, and my eating because I wasn't putting myself in a situation of being a victim to someone else's schedule. And something simple like that, by just saying, like, this is what is going to work for me, really gives you that power to feel in control over your life. Yeah, and, and if you're a visual learner, if you're somebody who, who needs to see something – like um, the author suggests actually writing uh, writing it down and um, an exercise which I have not, I, I will admit, done myself, but creating a boundary circle. So uh, you actually on paper, you, you draw a circle and uh, you write inside the circle a list of everything that you need to feel supported, safe, and stress-free. And you know, look, I think coming up with a comprehensive list might be difficult, but I think, you know, it, it gets you started in thinking about what you actually need in your life. And then outside the circle, you you list things that are conflicts, things that cause you annoyance, difficulty, pain, you know, that go against your beliefs, like things that are in your life. And actually really naming all of that stuff kind of, you know, not out loud exactly, but naming it um, can really help you focus on on what you need to have changed in your life. Well, and I think too for you, Donald, you're definitely a like, you want your time to be spent well. And when you feel like you have wasted your time, yeah. um, you get stressed. Yes, I do. That is, that is one way to put it. <laughs> no, and I do too. It's not, I'm not, I'm not uh, pointing fingers at you, but knowing that about yourself, knowing what matters to you, even knowing your love languages. Yeah. I like to feel appreciated. I like to feel like my, my time is being spent well. Right. Those things matter. Yeah. And so the next step in the article, which, you know, it's, this one, it sounds good and it is great for new relationships, but it is set your boundaries early. And they're saying it is easier to set boundaries early in a relationship so people know each other's limits and expectations. This also avoids frustrations, confusion, and hurt along the way, which is fantastic for new relationships. Like, you start a new job, right. or you're in a new romantic relationship, or you, you know, you start hanging out with new friends. But those existing lifelong relationships, like a bruh sibling. <laughs> bruh sibling. Yeah, you know, or, you know, other family members, or, you know, maybe you've had childhood friends that you're still friends with, and you have uh, trouble with boundaries with that person. It's a lot harder to set those boundaries early, yeah. because you've already had years of not setting them. Well, and I used to feel like if I put up with something that I had to own that forever. Like, this is the role that I play. I'm the people pleaser. I'm the family negotiator. I'm the one that, you know, is 
always stopping arguments, that kind of thing. It's really difficult to pull back and feel like you have the right to change your mind about the way relationships work out. And the more I have done that in my life and the more I recognize that it is okay for me to change my mind, the better my life has become. So when possible, like if you're in the witness protection program and you're starting a new life, sure, those new boundaries can come easy. Like right. said, if you're starting a new job, you can be like oh my Johnny goodness, Assertive. That might be the key to setting new boundaries is, is witness, just witness protection. protection. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. So yeah. simple. Yeah. Why didn't we think of it sooner? It's, it's the magic trick we hadn't thought of. But what I need is, and again, going back to that step one of focusing on yourself and your self-awareness, is that it's okay to stop, give some things some thought that, you know, boundaries that have been difficult for you and actually write down the, and this is what Donald was saying, like really think about what you need and knowing how you can express yourself matters. So as the old saying goes, the best time to start a boundary was 20 years ago. <laughs> the next best time is right now. Is right now. Exactly. And so the next step in in setting your boundaries is to actually express them. Ew! <laughs> and I know. Ew, ew, the, no, 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 this no. Is, this is maybe, maybe the hardest part is, is communicating your boundaries and sharing them with the people with whom you have relationships. Um, being assertive yet respectful when stating and implementing them is also essential. And the, the article talks about um, using I statements. And Ew. <laughs> yeah, talk, I statements can help uh, the focus on expressing your thoughts, feelings, and opinions without worrying what others are thinking. So you're trying to focus on how certain situations make you feel without um, openly accusing the other person of crossing your boundaries so that you're not you're, you're trying to to talk to them in a way that's not automatically um, making them defensive. Right. But think first, too, about how you can best assert yourself. Because I know for me with my brother, he has very strong opinions. He has no problem sharing them. And for me, I feel I can feel a little bit overwhelmed by talking to him face to face. So think about the medium in which you feel most comfortable sharing an opinion, whether it's face to face over a cup of coffee, when things are less escalated, like a week later for me, I'd be like, hey, you know what, I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about how I was feeling after our last conversation, right? Um, maybe a text is a way that you feel more comfortable writing something down before you actually say it out loud, sending an email, hey, this is really hard for me to articulate. So I thought I would just put down my thoughts in an email, making sure that you know that your way of communicating is okay. And it doesn't need to be like, all right, we're gonna, you know, mano a mano. <laughs> tete a tete. Yeah, that's right. I don't know what another like get into the squared circle. And, yeah. And rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, an example of an I statement is I well, it, the the format sort of is I feel blank insert your feeling when blank because blank and what I need is blank. And so the example from the article is uh, instead of saying something like stop touching my stuff and stay out of my room. Whoa. <laughs> Try, yes, sis. Try. <laughs> I feel violated when you enter my room and go through my things because I value privacy. What I need is a space that I know is private to record my thoughts. And so 
a, a health and fitness example, maybe you're with that crowd, you know, the, the just one more slice crowd yeah. or the, you know, just one more drink crowd. <laughs> the slice crowd. Yeah. You know, assuming these are people that you can actually talk to. It sounds um, like a gang. Yeah, right. When I overindulge in food, it makes me feel shame and regret. Or when I overindulge in food, just keep it to, you know, uh, I feel bloated and tired. What I need is for you to stop asking me to eat more when I say I'm full. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's a, you know, constant invites to a, uh, to a food indulgent sort of activity, what I need is to do an activity with you that doesn't involve food. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about that before with uh, the, the dinner guest episode that we did recently about like, you know what? This is really hard for me. Let's do something else, I think is a really good way to manage those. Deciding that there's a, there can be steps between no and what I need is this instead. It opens up the conversation for like, look, I'm not saying that we're never going to see each other or, you know, you're, you know, pistols at dawn or whatever. Right. It's like, no, this is what I need. And so many other people have an easy time expressing what their needs are. And it's okay for you to process what you do need, how someone else makes you feel and what you would prefer that relationship to be. It doesn't mean that people are going to respect that. No. Too. It just means that like, it feels a lot better to say what you need and to have like whatever the the outcome happen than it does to just bottle it up and then like move to California instead of answering your telephone, uh, which is something that I did. Uh, yeah, maybe twenty seven years ago or so. I'm I'm just saying, like as an example, <laughs> as a random example, as for an example from you know made up example. Um, you know, but you know, using that example. Speaking of um, random made up examples, you had, <laughs> we had talked about earlier in the show, like people commenting on your food choices yeah. or portion sizes. You know. Somebody saying, are you going to eat all that? Well, and I've gotten that for decades and it made me second guess my food choices, the plans that I was doing. Like I had to over explain why I had made a choice about something. And for me, it was the, are you going to eat all that? I can't believe you're hungry already. Didn't we just have breakfast? Like, is that on your plan? All of those second guessing type things led me personally to secret eat. Yeah. So, you know, and ex using, doing these I statements, an example might be when you comment on my food choices and portion sizes, I feel judged and it makes me want to see secret eat. What I need you to do is not comment on my food choices. Exactly. And that was a huge one. And the more I was direct and specific about how it affected me, it actually really helped me understand my own impulses because I was eating in secrecy because I felt judged. So stop judging me and then I don't have to secret eat anymore. And the more emboldened I am to make choices for myself. I recently went to go visit a relative who eats at different frequencies than I do and less food. And it was really important for me to flex that muscle of I'm going to eat when I want to eat. Because if I don't, it's going to make me secret eat. I need to assert my hunger and my volume of food and not, you know, make myself feel judged by the other person because they're eating differently. We don't all go to the restroom at the same time. We don't all sleep at the same time. Yeah. We don't, you know, like, you can't be cold. It's not cold in here. Don't you wear a sweater? Like, yeah. it's the same thing with volume of food. Assert your boundaries and your relationships will actually improve and some of the dread might even go away. Yeah. Some I imagine it. that. Imagine that.
Okay, so uh, there are uh, several more steps here. Uh, we're going to try and uh, uh, go through these a little more quickly. But the next one is uh, to start small. And, and you know, this can seem overwhelming, and you don't have to start with the, the biggest, you know, most difficult boundary in your life. Right, don't go into, like, the boardroom of your, you know, corporation and be like, I got something to say to you, people! Right, you know, don't do the, uh, what's the, the Tom Cruise movie where he goes in and, like, loudly Show quits. me what you got. Yeah. Show no. me what you got. <laughs> no, wait, what is that movie? Show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it right Mo- now. Moneyball. No. Yeah, he goes Jerry to, Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. You don't, don't go in and give the like the giant Jerry Maguire speech and start your own uh, your own agency. Yeah, what have I done? Um, but, uh, you know, if you find it really difficult, you, you, you know, you know you 100% deserve to say no without feeling guilty. But again, it can take practice. Start by setting a small boundary in a space that feels more manageable and work your way yeah. up. And it's tiny habits to the rescue again. Yay. So for me, I know I started with, they usually don't get my Starbucks order right. And I was like, oh, I don't want to bother anyone. Like, oh, I'll just drink the drink. I don't, I hate matcha, but here I go. Like, what am I going to do? Um, <laughs> yeah. And, but actually being like, you know what? I deserve to have the beverage that I just paid $19 for. So I'm going to go back <laughs> right. and order it. So, hey, can you remake this? And they'll say, okay, fine. So start with something super small. Like, and that is okay. Also for me, the biggest thing for me in, in all of this is being able to pause between a response. So a lot of times we get emails or we're in interactions with people where they ask us to do something or they demand something of us. And a lot of times all we need is permission to, to pause and say, you know, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to need to think about this. Let's circle back on this later. This isn't a great time for me. I need to think this over. Let me give it some thought. Yeah, this is this is a really, like, great, important one. You know, you can say, look, I really need to check my calendar. Yeah, you know, that certain, is a huge in one. In certain circumstances. Hey, what are you doing like, this Friday? Like, I feel like I had some plans, but let me get back to you. Hey, you got – oh, what are, you, what are your plans this weekend? Yeah. Oh Why are you asking? Yeah, I had a very good friend text me out of the blue like who doesn't live in this city text me out of the blue recently and say do you have any plans this weekend yeah that's it freaked me out (laughs) but it's okay instead of saying like oh can you know hey we need somebody for the committee like instead of just saying like oh yeah sure i can do that you with that high-pitched like yes means no thing is just to say i'm gonna need more information on this Hey, let me look at my calendar. I'm going to need to get back to you. It's okay to pause and give it some thoughts so you can gather your thoughts and then maybe ask more questions. I need more information before I can give you an answer. Yeah. And if you don't feel comfortable saying no or or in order to build up to being comfortable saying no, you can also offer alternatives that you're yeah. comfortable with instead of outright saying no like you don't want to do the initial thing that the person has asked you to do you can you know offer a different suggestion like hey instead of going to the all-you-can-eat cake buffet yeah why don't we go 
for a walk at the local botanical garden. Yeah, I'd love to spend time with you, but that's not going to work for me. Hey, that's not a great date for me. Oh, but what I can do is this. I can't share the committee, but if you need someone to put together a poster uh, on PowerPoint, I don't know, do people use PowerPoint? Yes, they use PowerPoint to make their posters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I could do that. Decide what part of it you can do and get some agency back. Or you know what? That's not my priority right now. Thank you for thinking of me, but that's not going to work. Yeah. And then the next step in this is to be comfortable with saying no. And again, it may take a long time and a lot of practice, but, you know, setting boundaries involves learning to say no and being comfortable with not explaining your decision. Like you don't necessarily owe people, a, you know, an explanation for why you don't want to do something. Like it's okay to not want to do something and to just say, no, you don't want to do yep, it. Because when you're saying no to someone else, you're saying yes to you. That's right. Yay. And yeah. That, see, doesn't that feel good? Really? It does. If you, hey, guess what? Me saying no, I don't want to do that. I'm saying yes to me. Isn't that fun for me? It's really fun you for can you. Freak them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and then the next step is uh, be consistent in upholding your boundaries. And, you know, this is becoming a recurrent theme, uh, recurring theme. Setting boundaries takes time and repetition. And other people may not always know or understand what you need. So if you communicate them and remind other people about your decisions, you can reinforce them and develop respect and trust within your relationships. Yeah. And for me, too, that like, well, if they ask seven times, they know that on the eighth time I'll say yes. So just being consistent and uh, and asserting that boundary really makes a difference over time. It can be difficult. We have setbacks just like we do in all parts of our lives. But the more practice we put in saying no or changing our mind, hey, I know I said yes, but actually I've given it some more thought and the answer is no thank you. Yeah. That's no, also those okay. Are, those, are, th- those are great uh, opinions. And then the next step is to be direct, clear, and simple. So when you're setting and enforcing your boundaries, state what you need as clearly and calmly as as possible. You don't need to justify or defend or apologize for your boundaries. And you get to decide how assertive to be depending on what the relationship is with uh, the other person. If you are nervous and sensitive about certain boundaries, like you can even, you know, practice what you're going to say before you say it, which I do in, you know, at least in my head all of the time to so that it I'm not just sort of spontaneously trying to fumble for words in the moment. Right. And for me, totally that brevity leads to simplicity. If I dance around it and like by the end of a conversation, nobody actually knows what I want because I'm like, well, you know, we've got this thing and there's this blah, 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 blah. And while I was thinking and I've got like my ankle hurts a little bit, like people don't actually (laughs) know. But no, and I do this. And unlike our podcast episodes that are very, very long, we could just start by saying no. Yeah. Just no is fine. Like, ah, you know, don't need to explain myself. Talk to the hand. You could say, why not? Absolutely. Talk to the hand because (laughs) the woman does not understand. Exactly. And what what is the final? The final one is get support. If you, if you really find it difficult to set boundaries, and if you just can't do this on your own, reach out to someone you trust or to a mental health professional and, and, you know, get them to help you create and establish boundaries. 
And this sort of backup can also take the form of a support group like Walt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is a place for accountability and support on Facebook for women. Uh, it is often difficult to even break apart or understand our boundaries and uh, having the support of other people to help you process and examine your boundaries really does matter. Um, also, therapists, trusted uh, friends. Yeah, a spiritual community, friends, family, you know, uh, you know, but again, there are also, you know, if, if it really is a struggle for you, um, um, you know, mental health professionals are, are trained in, in doing this sort of thing. Yeah. And it can be, and just as, as we're, as we're finishing this up, it can be really difficult to feel like you deserve space in your life. I spent so many years, Donald spent so many years compromising our choices and our needs and our values to accommodate other people. And sometimes, sure, we want to be a creative. We want to get along. We want to make things easy. And it's easy to be passive in our lives. It's easy to take a back seat in decision making because it makes the problem about other people instead of ourselves. But the more we can empower ourselves to understand what we need, what our values are, what our boundaries are, and what we actually want to fill in our life instead of just have our, all of our time taken up by other people's agendas, yeah. the better we feel. And the less we rely on food for, you know, satisfying those feelings of value or commitment, the more we practice, the easier it becomes. And I promise the more you practice, the better you will feel in your body, in the, your current body, who you are, and being able to focus on what you need, which is healthier uh, relationship with food, your health, and the people around you. I'm a better version of myself now than I was before because I do have better boundaries and I'm a happier person. Yeah. I'm not as negative as I used to be. For sure. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of value and commitment, Thank you so much for uh, committing to listening to this episode. Uh, we've added extra value this week. This is the probably the longest episode we've done in, wow. a, in, a, in a long time. So it's almost like you got two episodes for the price oh, of one this week. for your ears. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, you liked this episode... Uh, you can listen to all of our episodes still. We have over 275 other episodes, over that many, available wherever you found this podcast. We are on all of the major podcast platforms and also anytime on our website. They're all posted there at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place, our Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan. We have people doing lots of different programs, but we are a place for community and fellowship and understanding. It can be really difficult to navigate weight loss with people who are super judgmental, our families, whatever, who don't really understand what we're doing. But in Walt, uh, we're all doing different plans. Some of us are doing the same plans, but we are there to support one another and um, share the experience together. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt Place is right for you. We, again, we do uh, Zoom meetings. We uh, have subgroups to focus on different areas and focus. We do habit trackers, and it's just a super supportive community. So we would love uh, if you would give us a chance. Yeah. And the, the Zoom meetings are really terrific. You get 
Catherine, you know, essentially not not exactly one on one, but you know, face to face over the internet, and you know, have direct access to her and and asking questions, and you know, really, I don't know if I could have done this without you, dear, Aww. without Catherine. Um, I I. You know, I feel like I have learned so much along the way, but a lot of it was, you know, learned from you, and I'm still learning from you all the time. Uh, So uh, go ahead and check out Walt Place. Or if you want to interact with us in other ways, you can find us on social media. Uh, We are at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can email us. Uh, we have a Gmail, uh, which is we only look thin at gmail.com. We love compliments. We love episode suggestions, and we will answer questions there. We have turned many uh, listener questions into episodes of this show. Uh, so if you feel like dropping us a line, send it to we only look thin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes, you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. Not only only does it let us know that what we're doing is making a difference in your life, but it also helps with the internet uh, zeros and ones and the ones and twos. I don't know what numbers yes. are included, binary the things. Ones and zeros, and we're on the ones and twos yeah. right now. Uh, yeah. But it uh, helps algorithms uh, for people to find us when they are looking for inspirational and supportive uh, podcasts like ours. So please take a minute to do that if you haven't already. And if you have, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thanks. And, and also thank you if you have told somebody about the show. Uh, if you haven't, we would really appreciate if you did. Uh, word <laughs> I thought of you mouth. were going to say no thank you. And if you haven't, <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, act Figure now. It out. <laughs> act now for this limited time offer. Tell somebody about the show and help us out. Uh, we uh, are grateful for uh, because word of mouth is really one of the best ways in which the show grows. And word of mouth can take the form of you talking to somebody face-to-face um, or over a Zoom or even on the interweb. If you're in a Facebook group or a Reddit group or a Discord server, you know, and uh, it is uh, weight loss and fitness appropriate, if you give us a shout-out, that really helps us out a lot, and we would be grateful. Yeah, it's like it's if it's like a chain letter, like, tell 10 people about the right. place or you will get I don't know. I don't know. Guilty. <laughs> or seven days a woman comes out of a well and <laughs> oh, no. terrifies you. That's I don't know. Good. Yeah. So if you're super afraid that a woman is going to come out of a well, if you don't tell 10 people about We Only Look Thin, just remember that Donald and I are, question mark, an, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.